Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Birds Den Under fans. It's your host, Tom, here, and it's been a little while, and it occurred to me it was really time for a podcast and just uh, to say hello to everybody, get you up to speed on what's happening in the offseason. I will say right now is the dead zone for uh, the NFL. Like, there's post-draft mini camps happening, um, but, you know, there's not a lot of headlines that come out of there. And then it's the run-up to uh, training camp. So training camp happens the back end of July, and then everybody's kind of getting ready for the regular season in September. So it is very, very quiet right now, but that's not to say that there aren't some things to kind of talk about. So hope everybody's been well. Let's get into first the the thing that I probably should have had a, a podcast about a couple weeks ago was the schedule that got released. So the Eagles schedule has been released for the upcoming season. And, you know, it's interesting to read some of the um, some of the thoughts on it from some of the uh, Eagles pundits um, in Philadelphia. One, Ruben Brown, who you uh, you may have heard me mention before. I think he's the best writer uh, in Philadelphia sports on the Eagles for sure. He uh, wrote an interesting article saying that he believes the Eagles have been given the hardest five-game stretch they've pretty much ever been given as a franchise in the history of the franchise. So um, why does he say that? Uh, After our bye week, um, we play the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. We play Buffalo Bills at home, the San Francisco 49ers at home. Then Then we go to the Dallas Cowboys, and then we go to Seattle. That is a horrible, horrible stretch of playoff worthy or playoff teams. And um, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a hard one. You know, going to going to Arrowhead against the Chiefs, who you know beat us in the Super Bowl. Obviously, that's a really difficult game. Buffalo Bills uh, is they're gonna be one of the best teams in the league this year. They're at least coming to Philly, and at least then we've got the Niners in Philly. So that's I suppose something going for us. But then we've got to travel to Dallas, where we haven't won a game there, and Lord knows how long it's at least five seasons. And then to the Seattle Seahawks, who are a very good team in Seattle and very hard to play there. So. Uh, Folks, I think the one thing you want to take away from this, this season, we're going to have a much harder schedule than we did last year. We really benefited from a pretty weak schedule in the, in the 2022 season. 2023 will not provide that luxury. So, um, you know, we're just going to face a much tougher schedule of teams and a much tougher schedule of quarterbacks. So, you know, we we see looking at this, Matt Stafford for the Rams. We see Aaron Rodgers, who's moved to the Jets, to a, um, from the Dolphins, you know, obviously Dak a couple times. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, whoever the Niners trot out. So Geno Smith. I mean, there's a lot of good quarterbacks on the schedule this year. So it's going to really test this um, revamped Eagles defense. And, uh, you know, we're going to need some of these new faces to really step up quite quickly. And that's probably a good segue to, you know, what really interests me coming into training camp and what are we, you know, going to be really interested in seeing uh, out of the team. And it's and it's really defensive focused. I mean, on offense, the only positions that are kind of interesting is obviously right guard. Will Tyler Steen, the new guy, come in, take it? Will Cam Jurgens, the center, um, drafted last year, will he be the one who steps in? Will it be somebody we're not even thinking about? I don't know. Running back, you know, between Rashad Penny, DeAndre Swift, a couple of newcomers, that'll work itself out. So the offense is pretty much locked in, I'd say. But the defense, again, we've got to see N'Kobe Dean step up. What happens to the safety position? Is Terrell Edmonds from the Steelers, is he going to make much of an impact? You know, is newcomer Sidney Brown, the Canadian, is he going to make an impact at safety? Who knows? Um, I think linebacker, it wouldn't surprise me if we don't add another name, um, a, a kind of a known commodity that's on the uh, on the street right now as a free agent. It wouldn't surprise me if they do that uh, because, I, again, the, the depth isn't there. The experience isn't there. So Nicholas Morrow, who we got from the from the Bears, don't know about him. You know, he, he was one of the worst ranked linebackers in football last year, and the Bears did not have a good defense. You know, and uh, 
so do we really expect him to come in and be some savior for us? I, I have a hard time seeing how that plays out. So uh, our new defensive coordinator, Sean Desai, has uh, his work cut out for him in that respect. And, you know, he's spoken to the media recently for the first time. Really articulate guy, really interesting. Um, Played or coached um, with Temple for a few years. So his wife and himself lived in Philadelphia for a while. So he really kind of gets the DNA of the city, the kind of blue-collar nature of the fans uh, and how they, you know, they need loyalty from the the, the players. They need them to just put it out, pull it all out on the field. And uh, so I think Sean really grasps what this city wants from the defense, also a really physical brand of defense. And I think he he aims to bring that back. Although, you know, Jonathan Gannon said the same kind of things in his early press conferences, and that didn't materialize. Although, again, you know, boy, I say that, but we had the second-ranked defense in football last year and had the most sacks since, like, the 1988 Vikings or something. So, you know, I, I think Jonathan Gannon's become vilified as, like, enemy number one in Philly. Now he's gone to the Cardinals. But... Is it fair? No. Did his defense fall apart in the Super Bowl? Absolutely. In the second half, it did. Uh, and if you you know if you go and watch the review of the game, I mean, it looks even worse than you think. But you know, you got to give the guy credit for producing seventy sacks and producing the second best defense in football last year. Like that didn't just happen by fluke. So you know, this narrative that Jonathan Gannon, you know, worst thing that happened in Philadelphia, and I've I've heard that recently, you know, from some of the talking heads on the sports radio that, oh, you know, Jonathan Gannon's one of the worst coaches to come through the ranks in Philadelphia. It's like, really? Boy, oh boy. Um, I can throw some names at them. You know, Billy Davis was a disgraceful defensive coordinator for the Eagles a few years ago. The guy's defense has sucked every single year. We would get burned. Every team we played would beat the Eagles deep every game. Like, literally etched in my brain. Bradley Fletcher and Kerry Williams were our corners. Oh, my God. Just every game. You know, Kiwi Glenn, somewhere, if he listens to this, he'll be nodding his head. It was just so hard to watch. And, uh, yeah, Billy Davis never learned. Never, never changed the scheme. It's just, oh, yep, going going deep on the Eagles defense again this week. You know, so to try and say Jonathan Gannon's the worst thing to come out of Philadelphia is just ridiculous and it's false. You know, we didn't get to the Super Bowl um, with that defense because they play badly. So, yeah, you know, and, and, in, and just on the topic of the newcomers, I might add. So um, obviously the uh, the rookie minicamp happened after the draft and that allowed the new guys. So Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, Sidney Brown, uh, Tyler Steen, all the new faces, um, Kaylee, Keely Ringo to get on the field. They didn't have pads on. So did we learn a ton from them? No. Uh, but, you know, I think you can, you know, this time of year, everybody's draft class looks amazing. And it remains to be seen, you know, what we're going to get out of these guys. And just because you win the draft grade contest, which the Eagles certainly did, doesn't mean the draft class ends up being any good. But I think we can all say it's pretty exciting that we've got a lot of talented players on the team that seemingly fit the scheme. Uh, And a guy like Jalen Carter, you know, could be a total bust. If he's a head case and and doesn't keep his head screwed on, you know, he could be a total failure for us. But eh, we'll find out, you know, all we gave up to move up to get him was a fourth round pick. So and obviously expending a first round pick. But otherwise, so just um, again, to get everybody kind of up to speed on what's going to happen the next few weeks, uh, it's quiet time. So, you know, go about your, in in Australia, your winter weather. For the Canadians who listen, although there's not many of you, uh, you know, enjoy your spring and early summer weather. You know, go out there, get it, get some fresh air, get some sun. And uh, and then we can reconvene kind of in the lead up to... um, to training camp and again training camp is where they get to come together practice a couple times a day um wear full pads etc 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 um 
I will say the Eagles are interesting because they do less um, less full contact practices, less practices in general than any other team in the league. That's their thing. They practice less. There's their their belief is the science of it is the players need mental reps less than they need physical reps, and the physical reps are what you know breaks them down and wears them down you know before the season even starts. So why do it? And uh, hey, I mean, it bared out last year. We were one of the least injured teams in the league. So you know, you can um, you can certainly say that the strategy seemed to work last year, but that's probably chalked up to luck more than anything else. And um, you know, we'll see this year if the philosophy works. But I think you you will see a lot more teams, a lot more teams, um, you know, with that philosophy this year. I dare say, copying the Eagles and uh, and practicing kind of at least less physical practices. Um, but then there'll be the, the the Detroit Lions of the league. You know, Dan Campbell's the head coach there who fully believes in caveman football, which you've heard me trot out before, and beating the hell out of his players. Um, and uh, and then being the quote-unquote toughest team in the league. Well, you know what? You still got to win games, Dan. So uh, And you, the players have got to be on the field. Speaking of those uh, those wily Lions and Josh uh, Joshua from Detroit, if you're listening, um, who grew up with the Lions as his NFL team. Uh, they just recently had four players either suspended for the season or suspended for six weeks for gambling and apparently did not know the rules of the gambling rules for NFL players and uh, pleaded ignorance to that fact. So I think the Lions need to spend a little less time being smash mouth, you know, practice teams and actually just talking about the rules because they lost, um, you know, this guy, Jameson Williams, receiver out of Alabama. They drafted really high last year, who was injured for most of the year, but he suspended for six or seven games, and he pleaded that he didn't even know the rules. It's like, dude, you went to the rookie minicamp symposium where they taught you this stuff, and the Lions should, in theory, be telling you this every time you guys kind of turn up at the start of the season. So not sure how you didn't realize you can't gamble as an NFL player, but there you go. Anyway, everybody, um, that is really it for me. Certainly a short one, but uh, enjoy the downtime, folks. We'll certainly do a training camp preview, and if anything interesting happens between now and training camp, I'll do a uh, I'll do an out of uh, out of sequence podcast. But otherwise, thanks for listening. Go birds and chat with y'all soon. See ya.